Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the craziest shit happened in running this week. This week's stories include avalanches on the Hard Rock 100 course, a shakeup on the US 24 hour men's world team, and Kara Goucher encounters a mountain lion. We begin this week with an apology to our East Coast friends for omitting results from the strolling gym earlier this month. We talked about the increasing prize purse for course records in the lead up to the race, but are now back with the results this week. If you don't remember, they've been adding $1,000 to the course record prize purse each year. It's not set. We were up to $5,000 this time around, and we actually got a contender on the men's side. The record, of course, is held by Andy Jones at 359.26, set way back in 1991. This year's winner, Zach Beaven, ran the second fastest all time with a 407.42, still a ways off Andy, but inching closer than ever. Scott Breeden's 2015 time of 414 was the most recent fast time we've seen. For the ladies, no one was close this time around, but your winner, Sarah Aponte, was at 534. We saw a heck of a 24 hour race at the Dawn Till Dusk Till Dawn, or D3, held in Pennsylvania on a 400 meter track. The rain settled in, but didn't deter those shooting for qualifying spots on the 24 hour national team. This is one of the last best chances at making the team, and two men did just that this weekend. Rich Ryle Pell went out hard and held on to a 161.8 mile victory in the race, securing his spot on the team. Harvey Lewis, knowing full well the standings going into the race, needed to surpass 155 and seemed to pace himself to go just over that, finishing with 156.08 miles. These times knocked Bob Hearn and Nick Curry out of the top six. Bob was at the race himself, trying valiantly to hold onto his spot, but ultimately coming up short, although running another 150 mile plus effort. The team for the men now sits with Rich, Olivier LeBlanc, Jacob Jackson, Steve Slaby, Harvey, and Greg Armstrong. For the women, we saw a solid attempt by Micah Morgan through 21 hours, but then she slipped off pace and ultimately withdrew from the event, finishing with 130.73 miles in first place. The women's squad is currently Camille Heron, Courtney DeWalter, Catalin Nagy, Gina Slaby, Pam Smith, and Megan Alvarado. Just such a stacked team. The teams will head to France in October to race at the IAU 24-hour World Championship. The Transvolcania Ultras took place this weekend in the Canary Islands. Thibaut Gurever of France took the men's win in 7-11, with Ragna de Bots of the Netherlands taking the ladies' win in 8-09. The top Americans were Max King with a 7th place finish, nice to see Max get one done in 7.50 and Megan Kimmel 3rd in 8.35. In clean sport news, former convicted drug cheat Elisa Desco, who is currently sponsored by Compressed Sport, placed 6th at Transvolcania. She served a 2 year ban from a positive EPO drug test back at the 2009 World Mountain Running Championships. What do you think? Should she be allowed to run? Looking ahead to this weekend, the Ultra Trail Australia, part of the Ultra Trail World Tour, will take place down under with over 7,000 athletes taking part in the festivities all week long, I think including right now. With the course confusion at the Georgia Death Race fresh in our minds, we have some more news about the famed Duncan Ridge Trail that is such an iconic part of the races down that way. It appears the Forest Service, who is rerouting parts of the trail down off the ridges, to stay down lower is now forcing the Cruel Jewel event happening this weekend to take the new, more tame trails. Not sure about you, but this really pisses me off. 
I'm all for making new trails, but let's not lose all of the toughness and character of some of these long-standing iconic mountain trails. The same thing happened with Arizona's Highline Trail, and to me, it's a damn shame. How about give people the option? And rant. Good luck to all the cruel jewelers this weekend, despite that. Kara Goucher had a bit of a scare this week when she was heading out on a trail run. Near the end of a road she was running on near Boulder to connect the trail system, a mountain lion ran out right in front of her across the road. Safe to say, Kara called off her trail run for the day, but vows it won't stop her from training for her upcoming trail debut at the Leadville Trail Marathon. This next story is a bit disturbing to me. Tryouts for high school cross country? A running friend posted that Fayetteville High School was holding fall cross country tryouts this week. Maybe the times have changed, but when I was in high school, anyone who wanted to show up and do the work could be on the team. Granted, we all didn't make the varsity squad, at least not at first, but it was the one sport that allowed everyone to participate. For me personally, I really wanted to do a high school sport, and after being cut from the golf, yes golf teams, and soccer teams, I was able to walk on and join the track team without facing cuts. It blossomed into my love of running, and look where it's taken me. Some concerning news out of the San Juan Mountains in Colorado concerning the Hard Rock 100. An avalanche in the vicinity of Grouse Gulch has buried the road there in over 100 feet of snow, trees, rocks, and other debris. If you remember the intense avalanche that buried and closed the million dollar highway below Red Mountain Pass in between Ure and Silverton this winter, you probably figured that more would be discovered as we approached summer. We still don't know all of the backcountry areas affected by avalanches, but safe to say we will likely need to do some major trail work this year to open and clear the Hard Rock course before race day, just about two months away. On a related note, Hard Rock itself has a snow metric they look at to whether or not they can actually hold the run safely. According to their website, under snowpack conditions, the snow water equivalent measured at Red Mountain Pass must fall below 23 on June 1st or before to guarantee no issues. If it doesn't, they will have to reassess. As of today, May 15th, the snow water equivalent is still up at 33.4, although it has begun to fall in the past few days after staying statically above 35 for the past several weeks. The next couple weeks will be critical to see if Hard Rock is a go for 2019, notwithstanding other avalanche-related hurdles. We have a check-in report this week on Walter Hanloser and his Half Hundred Hundreds project, where he's attempting to run 50 100-mile races in 2019. That's a thing. So far this year, Walter has completed 16 100-mile races. What's next for him? Well, in the next four weekends, he will be at Born to Run, Nanny Goat, Old Dominion, and San Diego. Phew! Nipping at his heels, so to speak, is another runner attempting the most 100s in a year record as well. Unfortunately for him, he may be chasing a moving target with Walter eyeing 50 in one year, but if there's a slip up, Billy Richards so far has 15 100 mile races finished in 2019, all while running with an American flag to honor our military veterans, police, and first responders. He has planned to run 44 100 milers this year, some of which with overlap Walter, his next four races will be Keys 100, Boonville, Infinitus, and Eagle Up. Rejoice, Outhouse Nation! Permanent restrooms have landed at Havelina headquarters within McDowell Mountain Regional Park. 
I was coincidentally on site as they dropped in these shiny new porcelain palaces into the park. Thanks to Maricopa County for the sweet park improvements. Don't worry, Havelina 100 runners. We'll still have plenty of additional outhouses on order. And speaking of, here is your May outhouse of the month. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 145 of Outhouse News. This show would not be possible without the support of our Patreon contributors, who help with the production of this show each and every week. Join the Patreon crew at the link below for as little as $2 per month. Huge shout out to our $50 level supporters, Squirrels Nut Butter, Brian Sands, and Park City Running Company, as well as our $25 level supporters, Renee Feint, Casey Carter, and Jeff Holbrook. Thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you next time. If you have questions or feedback for the show, or crazy stories to share, please leave a comment below. And finally, if you'd like to own this custom pair of Jam Jams Mountain Out House sunglasses, complete with a signed certificate of authenticity, check out the link in the description. Have a shitty week.